It's time for JT the Brick. What the hell's going on out there? It's the calm before the Tennessee storm, and they're coming home a wounded animal. Thank God the Raiders are playing this Tennessee team. Can you imagine if Tennessee beat Buffalo? No need to panic, but it's a must win. Derek Carr has to play great. Not good. He's got to play great. And I'd be damned if I'm going to sit by and watch my team go to Tennessee and get haunted by that Tannehill effect. JT the Brick. Raiders got to beat the Titans. They've got to now jump all over Tennessee and take Tennessee's will away. That's hard to do on the road. I think Tennessee's got much more problems than the Raiders. I mean, you're 0-2, you don't throw away the season. Come on, you got 15 games left. The Raiders have 15 games left. But you got to win in Tennessee. Got to win in Tennessee. Must win in Tennessee. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Inside the Raider facility today, which we will be here every Thursday, as I just interviewed the head coach, Josh McDaniels, did that at 11 a.m. You'll hear it at 1 p.m. First to hear his conversation in advance as the team gets on the road Friday to Nashville to take on the 0-2 Titans. Man, good open by Bobby putting that together. Pretty much describes everything I'm going to talk about today. So we have a short show tomorrow, jumping on the Raider plane Going to Nashville. If you're going, let me know. At JT the Brick on Twitter. Uh, let me buy you a Modelo. Now, if there's a keg, I could just buy a keg and we could all sit out on Broadway and chant some Raiders and do that. But I don't know where you're at unless you tell me. Looking forward to heading to Nashville with some friends, some friends in the Raider Nation, some friends that I know that live out in that general area. And looking forward to getting on the road again. Used to do it all the time. Uh, first road trip with the team since COVID. So it's been a while. And I'm looking forward to it. So that's where my head's at. And we got a big show today. The head coach at 1 o'clock, Vince Sapienza, Raider Insider. He'll join us at 1.30. Lee Sterling, who's off to a good start this year, is going to give you three games for free. Coming up at 12.45 and then a good phone day. You know, a lot of people have taken more calls than anyone in the history of the Raider Nation. We don't have to take 30 a show. I like four or five great ones. I really do. And you don't have to be great. You just have to be passionate. So, again, if we get nine, we get 12, we get four, I don't care. I don't get a bonus for every phone call I get, but I really enjoy hearing from you. And it's been tough. First two weeks have sucked. really has. 0-2 is not what we all expected. But after interviewing the coach today, his plan, his model, what he's trying to do would be the same thing if they were 2-0 and and 1-1. and They have a plan that they're instilling, and they're very confident with it. And they're confident with the heading into this game. And they're confident with the long term. And I think the best Raider fans know this, even the ones that are triggered and freaking out, that they understand this model coming over from New England, from all the coaches, from the people they brought over on the staff, what they want to do. What they want to do is a plan to be great. Not to be good, not to be one and one. It's a plan. And, you know, Coach Gruden had the plan too. I've told you about that plan, and we know what happened there unfortunately, but I really believe in this plan here. I think it's one of the most focused I've ever seen, ever, in this organization since I've been here. It is pinpoint accurate to what they want to do. So if Kyler Murray starts running around, as my wife described, like a toddler who stole your cell phone, I enjoyed that. That's what reminded me of a little kid at a party, six-year-old who grabs your phone and is just running around and you're diving and you can't get him. And they're running to the pool. They're going to throw your phone in the pool and you can't get to him. He's like a toddler running around and no one could touch. That doesn't change the Raiders in this building in their plan. Kyler Murray made some spectacular plays, a lot of them on fourth down and two-point conversions. That's nothing to do with Dave Ziegler. 
and his model and what he's trying to do. Now, will Dave Ziegler in the offseason maybe get a couple of more players for the defensive backfield? Sure. Add to the pass rush? Absolutely. But you got to look at the big picture here, and I know it's hard to do. And by no means heading into this Titans game do I want you to look at the big picture. That's for me to do and tell you what I know and add that to the show. You can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, There's a lot of sky is falling amongst the Raider Nation. You put up a tweet, you say something, and then then 50 people threaten you. You know, the people that have never showed up to a game, never showed up to the torch, never show up to the uh, remote, you know, the, the people that are just triggered and anonymous, oh, they're out there now. Oh, they're anonymous more than ever. They're hiding, and they're just taking shots. You know, if the quarterback puts up something nice on Facebook, something nice about a children's hospital, you don't write anything. You don't have to say anything other than congratulations, Derek. Wow, what an unbelievable job you're doing. You've got a beautiful wife, kids. You're donating your money, your hard-earned money, to a children's hospital or a church. And then you got fans going into that thread saying stuff. I mean, we got some wackos out there right now. And that's good for radio at times. It's entertaining. It's funny. Whatever. But the diehard Raider fans that I see when I'm in the black hole tailgate, when I'm at the torch, when I'm at events, they're pretty positive. They just want to win a game. And we didn't think we'd be there at 0-2 to start the season. Hopefully the Raiders go out and get a much-needed win because Tennessee, as I said, is a wounded animal. Now, we've looked at Tennessee hard, and I talked about it with the coach a little while ago, and there's a really good team that's not playing well. And I think that's the way they're describing the Raiders in the building in Nashville. Hey, the Raiders are a playoff team from last year, much better than their record. And Mike Vrabel came into the organization of the Patriots the same, same year Josh McDaniels did. Wait to hear what Josh McDaniels said about you know, Mike Vrabel, the head coach. It's going to be really interesting in our conversation coming up. So with all of that, let's get to the game plan which is the name of the podcast I've done for years. And now it's once a Raider, always a Raider. But what do you think about this game plan and what needs to happen here? And I got some Devontae Adams sound I want to get to here in the open. You're looking at a team that has played poorly in two games. They got beat by the Giants. Raiders got beat by the Giants last year. There's a better Giant team. Saquon Barkley tore them up. So they had a difficult time. They're, They're really struggling against the pass. Uh, They're struggling running the ball. Derrick Henry in two games has a total of 107 yards. 107 yards in two games. That's averaging 53.5. So the Raiders can't let him wake up. He can't wake up in this game and have a big game. Some of the other stats that jump out to me already, and again, I don't go heavy on stats until week five. That means we, after four games, then you put the stats into the computer And now you have a trend. And you can break that trend and change it by week 8, week 12, by the end of the year. But you you start looking at numbers. But I looked ahead at this. The Titans are ranked 28th in the league, only scoring 13.5 a game. The Raiders are 13th at 21 points a game. Basically what the Titans have averaged in their first two games is what Daniel Carlson scores for the Raiders. Points allowed per game. The Titans are 30th in the league. They're giving up 31. The Raiders, here we go again, 24th. Uh, They're giving up 26.5. I mean, when's that going to stop? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? When is this, like, giving up 25, 26, 27, 28 points a game going to stop? I mean, we've blown out 
defensive coordinators for those numbers. And Patrick Graham has a plan in place. Passing yards per game, Raiders ninth at 273.5. The Titans, one of the only teams under 200 yards a game passing, 194.5. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that Tannehill got benched in the last game. They played Buffalo, and they tried to establish the run in the first game with Derrick Henry. Rushing yards per game. The Raiders are ranked 30th out of 32. 72 yards a game, Titans 86.5. Time of possession, they're pretty even. Pretty pretty even with time of possession. Third down efficiency, here's a good one. Raiders are at 50%, 7th in the league. The Titans on third down are 26th in the league. And their number's really bad at 30% on third down. Uh, Sacks, the Titans have six, the Raiders have one. The Raiders are ranked 30th in sacks with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. And both teams with one interception on the year. So those are some of the stats that we'll take a look at as we open up. They got a couple of uh, really tough football players on the defensive line. Josh McDaniels is aware of that. Defensively, Jeffrey Simmons. Kevin Byard is uh, two of the best at their position. You know, they're really good. And the Raiders are going to have to game plan around them. Remember, the Titans have six sacks. The Raiders have one. Vrabel is just a hard-nosed physical guy, so they're going to have a physical practice here all week. And then the Raiders are traveling east, and they're playing their first early game. So they're playing a game at 10 a.m. Vegas time, and they got to be ready with their body clocks, ready to go. The Raiders are leaving late on Friday because they're going to get a practice in here tomorrow. So I'll be at that practice tomorrow before we leave. And they're going to get one more practice in, and then we're going to see the injury report. Both teams are pretty battered up. Uh, The injury report was released yesterday. There'll be a new one today. And the Raiders got to hope that they get some guys back on the field. They have to hope that they get it. Justin Heron comes in to add depth on the offensive line. He's not a star in this league, but they're familiar with him. We touched on that in the interview, so we'll get to that. Uh, 702-365-9200. If you want to get through, and again, we're looking for the best of the best of Raider fans to call in here. You know, a lot of people can hide when the team's 0-2. Who are those fans that are going to come in and try to turn, turn it around here on the flagship of the Silver and Black? We'll find out here pretty shortly. Looking to hear from a lot of you today as we're ready to go. Now, yesterday, I watched the Devontae Adams press conference, and to me, it was a master class in how to give a press conference. It was a bleeping master class. It's what you would show to every young wide receiver in football who's a good player. You know, Jefferson in Minnesota, Chase in Cincinnati. You would put this press conference on and say, watch this. Because what Devontae did was Devontae was fantastic at taking on, you know, we all know he only had two receptions in that game. His grandmother was there. His family was there for the first time. Everybody knows Devontae isn't happy. But what Devontae was able to do in that press conference is make it about his team, which is really important when you're a leader. And you could tell how pissed off he was. He's lost games before, but he played for Green Bay. They won a lot of games too. This is a loss that you could tell Devontae's trying to put behind him. Any, any way you lose, obviously there's different ways that, you know, if you're getting blown out, it's, I guess, a little different sense of urgency, but a loss is a loss at this point, you know. We got we to gotta figure it out, and the, the urgency is definitely there right now, 
And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot that went into why we didn't win that, fo that football game this past week. But at the end of the day, a loss is a loss. So we got we to gotta be on our stuff and get ready to, you know, go out there and get a win now. You know, I've heard from a couple of people. Devontae was pretty, pretty upset after the game. He got out of the locker room pretty, pretty quick. I'd be upset, too. Week before, he was a star. He is a star every time he steps on the field. But I don't know how he didn't get the ball. I don't know. I mean, he had the first touchdown of the game on a short little two-yard route that was beautiful. I mean, Derek basically just threw the ball, shot but the ball to him because he made such a great move. And then he had one catch the rest of the way. How's that even possible? I went back. I told the staff here at the Raiders from Silver and Black Production, I, this was the first time I can remember that I watched this game three times. I watched it tonight. I came home from the postgame show late. And then I watched it earlier this week. And then today, before interviewing the coach, I fast-forwarded to the second half and I watched it again. And I just can't believe what the game plan was in the second half to not run the ball as efficiently as, efficiently as they could and how Devontae wasn't involved more in the offense on shorter, more controlled routes where he could have moved the chains. And it just didn't happen there. More from Devontae yesterday on having to put together four quarters a complete game. What we did in those games is play two and two. So we didn't, we haven't played for it yet. I mean, if you want to put those together, but that's not how a football game works. So, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to lock in and, and demand it from yourself. Um, every every player, you got to you got to learn how to put the put the, the foot on the gas and and you know, for lack of better words, break their necks. You know, when when you got them in a corner like that and. Um, I mean, that's, that's the way that, that I've learned to play the game, and that's the way that I hope that this team will play the game. And, you know, part of it is just just keeping that mindset, never getting comfortable, just thinking 0-0, zero, zero, especially at half. You go in there, I know, you know, this game we come in and we're up at half, it's, it's going to be a little different of a feeling. And I like to think everybody kind of had that feeling this, this past week, but obviously we didn't really represent it the way we went out there and played in the second half. So you got to have it in your mind and then go out there and follow up with the way you play. Ooh. I mean, this guy, this guy's hardcore, winning. He wants to win. He left Aaron Rodgers. If he played with Aaron Rodgers, he's guaranteed the playoffs, guaranteed in August because of the division that they're playing in, and Green Bay has been a perennial playoff team. He came to the Raiders because he believes the Raiders will be a perennial playoff team, and he'll have a chance to win a Super Bowl with Derek. Speaking of Derek, I think he understands that the quarterback gets a lot of heat, like the head coach. When there's a loss, and he talked about his quarterback, his best friend. Uh, it's, it's on everybody. It's like you said. It's it's not on. It's not going to be on Devontae Adams to go and you know save the the season or save the the game or whatever. It's not going to be on Derek Carr. It's not going to be on. It's it's on everybody. Everybody got a role. I mean, I mean the the game can be won or lost. You know, special teams, one play at the end of the day. You know, so it's it's on everybody to think that you know it's it's your job to do your job, and if you do, and everybody has that mindset. Yeah, I like that. I like when he talks about the mindset. Have the mindset to do your job, but we all realize this. Everybody does that. When I wake up every day to do two radio shows, if I'm doing it, I, I wake up every day. I got a job to do. I got to get guests on. I got to get callers up. I got to have some analysis. I got to do some research. Do your job. Don't we all do our job? I mean, everybody in a football organization knows their job. And really what people mean by do your job is don't screw it up. Penalties, drops, opportunities to let your team down. And you know, I don't think there was a lot of them in that last game other than the fact that the offense didn't flow easy in the second half and the defense was on the field just too long. So Devontae talked about the mindset, the, the right mindset to have as they travel on the road. 
You know, you may call me crazy, but I think that if any team, no matter what team it is in this in this league, if everybody has it on their mind that their job on every given play, you know, they got to give their all, whether they play amazing or whatever. If you play as hard as you can on any given play, I think any team in the league will win the game against whoever. If every single person buys into that that way. So, you know, especially if you have a lot of talent and you have a, a, you know, a really good team on paper like what we do. Um, you know, if, if everybody buys in and they got the right mindset on every play and you're thinking about as one play seasons every single time you get out there, which is not easy to do, but that's that's what separates teams in this league is how disciplined can you be and how many plays can you make over and over and not get tired of doing the right thing, you know, time after time. And um, that's what we're working towards. That's when my ears perked up and I said this was a master class. He was talking for a while and he was really making sense to me. It's like, okay, I know he's the captain. I know how good he is. He's great at the podium with the team struggling. He is. Perfect guy to put up there. Now 0-2 teams. He didn't expect that, nor did he expect Tennessee, a team that was the one seed last year and lost to the Bengals at home. He didn't expect to be in this predicament. Maybe. But you got to, I mean, just because that's just because I'm talking about it right now, don't mean that's what we're going to do, you know, at the end of the day. So, you know, Mike Vrabel can get up there and talk to those boys and tell them it's a must win situation or, you know, say exactly what I'm saying. But it's on the players to get out there and play. You got to do it and you got to have that discipline to, you know, channel that energy in the moment. And that's what it really comes down to. It's not about what the coach talks about or what the players get in the group. You want to have a damn meeting on the sideline. None of that matters. It's about what you do. It's about, it's about how you play, not, not about who you are. And I saved the best one for last before we get out to your phone calls. The best one for last is about him personally. You could tell he was not happy. It's his first ever home game with his family at Allegiant Stadium. How did he handle the loss? Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a, you know, especially after a game like that where, I mean, it's just all different types of levels of frustration. You know, obviously – the, the part of me not being able to produce the way I expect, obviously that's frustrating, but it's not even, for me, it's not just that. It's it's the, the bigger picture. If Darren goes out there and has a, a monster game or Hunter, they have a monster game or, you know, the run game is working and it's one of those games where we just pounding it and pounding it, like it is what it is. I'm not expecting it's going to be like that for me every game. So, you know, if I if I go out and have 20 yards or, or 50 yards, whatever, that's that's not even what it's about. It's about the way that the offense looks. And if, if I can't be a factor in, in the game, um, and, and it does look bad. That's when I have frustration about my, you know, productivity. It's not about wanting to be all pro. I mean, I, I hold myself to that type of standard because it helps the team ultimately. So that's that's what's on my mind. Is obviously I want to go out and have a 200-yard game every single every single game I go out there. That's on my mind, but it's not realistic that it's going to be that way. So I just try to keep it in my mind so I can at least hold up my end of the bargain. That's a great soundbite. That's when I started texting people in the building. I said, man, and obviously everybody's in the building, but not everybody's watching the press conference. And I said, that was something, man. That, I sent it to my son at Oklahoma, and I just sent him a little note, and I said, this is how you prepare every day for school. You know, this is how you prepare in life. Devontae is sharp. He is special. On a positive note for Derek Carr, how about this, everybody? You don't have to jot this down, but know this going into the weekend. Derek Carr is 3-0 all-time in Nashville, 3-0. In 2015, he was 24-37, 330 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. A brilliant game. 2016, he was 20-35 for 249 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. In 2017, he was 22-32 for 262, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Derek Carr career at Tennessee. 
64.4 completion percentage, 841 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. He's played well there. He has. And he's never had better assets than he has going into this game. The offensive line still a work in progress. Justin Heron comes in to add depth. You'll hear what the coach has to say at the top of the hour. So how are we doing? How's everybody doing today? What are you fired up about? What are you concerned about? Give me a score in this game. Give me something that I didn't give you in the monologue. And as I like to say, sound off like you got a pair. Let's treat it like game day. Traveling tomorrow. We have a short show before I jump on the plane. And then I'm ready to come back, hopefully, to have a great post-game show from Nashville before we get back here to Vegas and a good week next week. And either way, I'll be showing up. NorCal Raider checking in in the Bay on the Raiders mobile app. Go ahead. Hey, JT. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Um, in terms of uh, just, uh, you know, this, this Sunday, um, you know, I, I think I think it should be a good game. I just, I just don't want Derek Carr to get just um, hooked on just throwing the ball to one receiver because it seems like he does that a lot. But, um, you know, we're just in a tough position. You know, we should have done a different um, – we should have went a different direction in the off season. We should have mostly addressed the um, the offensive line instead of. A, I'm kind of over. Maybe I'm overthinking, but I just think we should have um, addressed the offensive line and other key needs. Well, let me stop you there. Kind of, let me stop. Let me stop you there. That's a fair. That's a fair criticism. A lot of people agree with that. They weren't going to address Colt Miller. They weren't going to address Andre James. So they had their center in the organization for a while. The new regime signed off on it. Colt Miller, John Simpson played at a big school. Obviously, Ziegler and McDaniels thought he was good enough. Leatherwood really put a, a problem into what was the offseason because they wanted Leatherwood to play at a high level. And once they didn't think so, they let him go. They basically traded him and got rid of him for a bag of balls because he's not, he wasn't good enough for the system. And they, they didn't want to invest any more time with him. So once that happened, Illuminor bringing in Justin Heron and doing all that, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to get – I was surprised they didn't get a more highly focused individual at right tackle that we were familiar with. But they kicked the tires on all these guys, and they didn't find a good fit. But fair criticism. Yeah, that's, that's mostly my criticism. But yeah. um, I'm going to give them time. I'm going to give them time, and I'm going to be patient. I'm, I love the coach, and, mm. you know, we've got a good character and, and you know, yeah. everything. So, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm being patient. So that's just all I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be patient this year. Yeah, I agree with you. And again, I appreciate the call. Let me, let me remind everybody this. This is just my opinion. You could disagree. This guy's a hell of a football coach. He doesn't need one Raider fan to tell him he is or isn't. Everybody get that? He's a hell of a football coach. He's probably got two safes in his house with six Super Bowl rings. He doesn't need some fan in the third deck or some fan on the radio or some bombastic radio host telling him he's not a good coach. This guy's a hell of a coach. He's got to win games, but he's a hell of a coach. He didn't forget anything on game day. He wasn't out there like Nathaniel Hackett was for Denver. He's a fine football coach. He knows what the hell he's doing. Okay, there's a little bit of bad luck. There's a little bit of Kyler Murray thrown in. You got Justin Herbert week one on the road. We get it. It's not easy, but they're not losing games because of Josh McDaniels. I could promise you, as I sit in the building right now, they're not losing games because of Josh McDaniels with this offensive line and what he has to put together and what he's trying to do. Now, that could change. I could be here one day, week four, week three, week eight, 
where something could happen and you could flood the phone saying, hey, man, he made a mistake. Let's talk about that. I don't see that right here. They're snake bit. They got snake bit by Kyler Murray. All they needed was a first down. That's what frustrates me. All they needed was one first down to win the game. And then Kyler Murray wouldn't have got the ball back. Wouldn't have enough time. And the Raiders couldn't move the ball 10 yards with Devontae Adams, a healthy Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and Derek Carr. What? 10 yards. I'm sitting 10 yards away from this door here in this beautiful studio. They should be able to do that. And when you go for it, you know, on the 10-yard line, three passes in a row, you take no time off the clock. Then you give Kyler Murray the ball back. You're in a little bit of trouble. You know, Devontae Adams' words illustrate the type of leader this team has lacked since Charles Woodson. It's amazing to see it, and it will absolutely influence this team. He's tremendous. I think Derek's got great leadership, but he's the quarterback. You hear, you hear from the quarterback a lot. I just saw Max. Max has got some pretty good leadership skills. But Devontae adds that, and I think that's going to be, be pretty good. Let's get a passionate Raider on before he has to go back to work. Go ahead. Yeah, man, you know, JT, we still talk about this all day long. You know, it's like everything we listen, we understand the man's the quarterback of the league but uh, of the team, Derek. But, I mean, as much as I harp on him, everybody else harps on him, you know, Devontae kind of, kind of set the tone yesterday. And to finally have somebody else in that locker room to step up and, be, and hold these guys accountable, man, I mean – he didn't. He didn't sugarcoat nothing with what he said in that interview yesterday, man. And and I really hope that that that, that doesn't create tension in that locker room. But I hope it it gained attention to for them to pay more attention to detail because he comes from an organization you know at JT with a quarterback who he said was like the Michael Jordan of the NFL, who who came to work professionalism every day. So to come in here and, and start off sketchy like this and like that, I mean, I, I don't know how how a man's confidence can stay strong, but just listening to him, not everyone can think like that. So I hope that I hope that that, that vibes off of everybody in that locker room, JT, because that man's a proven winner, man, and, and he, he's been winning since he's been in this league. I mean, he was on a team that was the bully of their division every year. So, so, so that's what he's expecting over here. And coming with Derek, I mean, I mean, Derek's, Derek's feeling is Derek's feeling. So we just need to find what is the comfort zone where he can play at a speed that he can get this ball out to these receivers. Because the O-line, JT, is not really that bad. Where are they ranked right now in the O-line around, around the 15th to 17th? Is there somewhere in that area where his time with his passing time? So – we can just keep on hollering and hollering and hollering, but we want it now. We might, it might have to take a couple games for him to jail, JT, but we need to win now. That's all there is. Sunday is a must win on Sunday in Nashville. You said it. Derek plays well there. You got to have a big game, JT. I'll get fired up and get to hollering next week, but right now, yeah. man, these guys got to fire me up. Derek Carr has to fire me up. He has to prove me wrong, and I'll say it again. Prove me wrong, Derek. Come on, man. Let's go. Yeah, I think, day, day, I, I think Derek is Derek is well aware, well aware of everything that's going on. Well aware. And, you know, I've been covering Derek's entire career. And the only problem with Derek's career is the win-loss record, not the stats. He's a pretty good stat quarterback. 
He's had weaker teams. He's had good teams, a 12-4 and four team. He's got more talent than he's ever had now, but he's got a weaker offensive line. It's always something. And Derek's not making excuses. But this hasn't been perfect for Derek. It hasn't. And they, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler want to get him a team on both sides of the ball where he could play his typical Derek Card-type game and they can win games comfortably. It took me probably to last night, probably to last night, but I was so pissed off at that loss, as Donald Penn said. He said, I'd never seen you that pissed when we were doing the post game. I was pissed off because they were supposed to blow him out. You get, everybody get that? They were blowing them out at halftime. So they could have held on and went one. They could have blew him out. They could have won by 15. They could have won by seven. And they lost. That's what was rough about it. The monologue was brought to you by Golden Entertainment. Have you been to the Strat lately? Head to the Strat. From bottom to top, it's incredible. They've read on it all. I think you'll love the experience, plus the 64 taverns here in the Valley that anchor the best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. PT's fuels the monologue. Head coach Josh McDaniels at the top of the hour from the facility, live from the Raiders. It's an eye formation. Snap. Carr steps back. Lobs the throw. Waller in the end zone. Feet down. Touchdown. He lobbed it up near sideline. Waller went up and got it on a three-yard pass. That was that was a great pass by Derek to Waller, throwing it where only Waller can get it. And then he got his feet down and made the play. JT, back with you as we continue on. Hey, I want to thank everybody again who came out to Monday Night Football at Doghouse Saloon inside Resorts World. I'll be at Resorts World tonight. Heading over to 8 Cigar Lounge. Just love the property there. The restaurants are great. But if you're looking for a great food experience and sports, it's Doghouse or Red Tail. Two distinctly different properties inside Resorts World that are fantastic. And if you go to Red Tail, you'll get the early pass, the sneak pass to get up front to the front of the line at Zook Nightclub. We appreciate Resorts World, proud partner of our show. Jay's in Vegas right here on 920. Hello, Jay. Hey, what's up, JT? Thanks for taking my call, man. Thank you. Look, I was going to call on Monday uh, with the, with what I'm going to tell you today, but I, uh, the reason why I didn't because I thought maybe I, I could be out of my mind or, or 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 whatever because I have had this conversation with a buddy of mine that's also a Raider fan because he was asking like, man, what what is wrong with this team? And to be honest with you, hearing what Devonte Adams say, uh, say what he said uh, yesterday reassured me that I, I don't think I'm that wrong. And it is the mentality, it is the mindset. I don't think the Raiders right now are having an X's and O's an X's and O's problem on offense or on defense. I think it's the, it's the mental game. I think it, what's going on upstairs, they haven't gotten that juice yet. Um, and, and I say that I say that because look at the, la- the second half of the first game and the first half of, the, of, yeah, of this past Sunday. The, <laughs> once they get clicking, once they get that mental game and they get clicking, watch out. They, they're averaging 21 points, 22 points a game. I think once they click, they're going to be up 31, 33 points a game. I have a firm belief because Josh McDaniels, yeah can draw it up. I think it's just, it's just a mental game. And watching the first game uh, on TV and being in the building, uh, uh, you know, this past Sunday, they, they, don't, they, just, they just don't have the juice right now. But that, that, can, that will come. I have a firm belief because of what Devontae said. 
that's going to come. You know, I compare this team, the last four or five games from last year to the first couple of games this year, it's like night and day. Last year they were playing for each other. They were playing with that fire, that passion, and, and it showed. It translated on the field. This year I'm not seeing that. I was looking at the sideline uh, uh, on Sunday, and it just it's not there for whatever reason. I think, quite honestly, JT, I think had the Raiders come back on, on, uh, against the Chargers after those three interceptions, and come back and and close out that game. I don't think what happened on Sunday happens. But yeah. you know what? I'm I'm so encouraged. I'm so encouraged from what Devontae said because I think with Devontae and the other leaders on that team, I think they're going to get that juice. And you better watch out once they get that juice because it's your ass. So this this I think they're going to get this juice this Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, uh, JT. And I'm looking for the Raiders to put up 33, 33 okay. to 16. I, I am expecting a blood. I think what Devontae said, man, it really hit home. It's a mental game. It, it means you can roll out of bed and, and, and just not feel it and just go through the motions at your job and, and give a, a half-assed per- performance. Or you can get up off your ass feeling good, feeling good about yourself, feeling about what you're going to do, and kill it. You know what I'm saying? It's all half yes. of it's the mental game. So, Jay, man, Jay hold on. Hey, hold on. We're going to put you on hold. Put Bobby, put you on hold. It could take a few minutes because we got to get some other people. We're going to give you a $50 Grimaldi's gift card. Grimaldi's best pizza I ever had. Four locations here. You get the $50 Grimaldi's because you're fired up. You're fired up, and I needed that today inside this building. Thank you. Put them on hold, Bobby. We'll get Jay in Vegas a $50 Grimaldi gift card because that's the shot of adrenaline I needed. And I can't eat all that pizza on my own, man. I'm trying to do good. I'm up with the trainer. I'm walking. I'm doing my thing. I can't eat all that Grimaldi's, man. I need my sons to come back and help out with that. Uh, Jesse in Lodi, California, on the Raiders mobile app. Appreciate Lodi. Go ahead. Uh, Jesse has me on hold. Jesse, you're on the radio. You ready to go? All right, Bobby, put him on hold, and we'll go to Ricardo. In San Jose, if he's there. Ricardo, Ricardo's gone. It's a great job I have, isn't it? Raider Z in the San Joaquin Valley. Are you there, Z? Actually ripping, but I didn't think anybody would know where that is. But anyhow, sir, uh, thank you for having me on, JT. I yes. love your show. Uh, two things. Number one, uh, I don't know what's going on with Derek Carr. He, the, the, to think that. I mean, there was times you watch Aaron Rodgers and think he's not going to throw to Devontae again, is he? And, he and, and the guy catches it like eight, nine out of ten times. I just don't get it. And the second thing, sir, is Josh McDaniels is a great uh, offensive coordinator, and he had Tom Brady. So far, he has not proven, and I like the guy, but he has not proven that he is, is a good head coach. Not, not even uh, how, how, how has he not proven he's a good head coach? What if, What is he's your analysis? Well, he, was a, he was a coach 12 years ago. He just started off now against the Chargers and had Kyler Murray have one of the greatest comebacks in NFL regular season history. Uh, but it, again, the game management, the, game man, the time management, okay. the, the, the choice at the end to, to burn something off the clock. I mean, okay. it just... You know, I'm not no coach. I'm not I'm saying I'm better than him. I just it's it's appalling. It, people are sick right now. We're embarrassed. I mean, it's it's it, it shouldn't be happening like this. That that it just okay. and Carr again. I don't know. I I don't know what's wrong. I mean, he, he did it last year. He threw twenty something times to Waller, and then he went dead for a couple of weeks. He did it with Devontae at the first part. I mean, the guy's grandma's there the whole nine yards. I mean, throw the ball to the man. I mean, I just, I just don't get it. I, I, All right, it's, fair it's, enough. It's, 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 
Yeah, I appreciate your call. You don't get it. I mean, look, I'm surprised Devontae only had two receptions after having a touchdown on the first opening drive. I'm surprised, and I'm surprised they went four wide and didn't run it. I'm surprised on that play they went to Hunter and he fumbled. The second fumble, they ran that play. They, they could have ran the ball just as far. It wasn't a, wasn't a, I don't think it was a smart route at that time, down in distance. Could have ran it. So, yeah, you can, you can put that back on the head coach if you want. He'll take it. You know, sometimes they know you're going to run it. When you're up big, they know you're going to run it. They stack the box. I tell this to everybody. Derek has the right to change every single play with every coach he's ever had. He, had, he can go to the line of scrimmage. He could check out of everything. Everything. He, can, he does it. You hear him go, kill, kill, kill. And then they'll change the play because he's great. Not good. He's great at the line of scrimmage. He really is. He's really good at seeing it. And a lot of times, Josh McDaniels on first down calls a play. You're not going to kill it. You're going to run that play. But on third down, third and four, for Derek, he can get to the line of scrimmage. It could be a pass play. He could check into a run. It could be a running play. He could check out of it with protection and go with a pass. So it's a combination of Derek working with Josh McDaniels, and they didn't play in the preseason. They did not play in the preseason, and I think that's a bit of an issue too, and I said that weeks ago. said that weeks ago. I thought they deserved a drive or two, but they wanted to protect the players and keep them healthy. Modelo is an official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with a fighting spirit. Modelo, rooted in the heart of Raider Nation. Lee Sterling is going to give you three free games. Don't miss this. Coming up next, it's free. Tannehill takes, looks, guns it, downfield, picked off, intercepted at the 45-yard line, picked off by Matt Milano, headed to the end zone, he is in! Touchdown, Buffalo! Matt Milano, touchdown, Buffalo! They are rolling him now! Yeah, Buffalo rolled the Tennessee Titans so much so that Tannehill got benched. Can't have Tannehill to come up with a big game. No need to. He's not playing well. Raiders got to stay on top of him. Lee Sterling joins us every week from Paramount Sports. One of the best I've ever dealt with. ParamountSports.com. And Lee jumps in. And Lee, I just put out a podcast with Looney on those 0-2 teams. Never want to be 0-2. You want to get off the snide early. And there's a couple of good teams, including Cincinnati, reigning AFC champs that are 0-2. Yeah, and also uh, your Raiders. Yeah. Uh, but teams... 0-2 since 2010, 55-40 and 40 against the spread, game Ooh. three. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Uh, let's begin with Texas A&M and Arkansas. I, I, again, I'm confused with Texas A&M. I thought they were everything. I thought they were a number one contender this year, the early loss, App State. How they've turned it around with Jimbo, as I know he's looking ahead for Nick Saban, but they're two-and-a-half-point favorite against Arkansas. How do you say it? So Arkansas is a big advantage at quarterback. K.J. Jefferson over Max Johnson uh, is big. I mean, he's a dual-threat quarterback. Max Johnson is limited, um, but he's probably their best option now for an offense ranked just 110th. Their offensive line looks a little overrated. Um, Miami ran on them for 175 yards last week, and Arkansas, that's what they do best, ranked fourth in the country over 212 yards per game, and get this, 6.7 yards per carry. Uh, I just think they were going through the motions against Missouri State, and I think A&M is flat-out whipped after playing Miami. 
they were in a war for that game. Here we go. Woo, pig suey here. Arkansas, 27-23. Wow. I will remember that as I'm drinking cold Modellos in, right off of Broadway in Nashville this weekend. I'll look up and see that one. Let's go to the NFL with Kansas City. We'll play it at minus 5.5 uh, at Indy. It's a small spread for me considering how explosive Kansas City has been and how big of a mess Indy is. Are the Wolves at the door for Frank Wright because... The owner, Jim Irsay, got rid of the quarterback, Carson Wentz, because he lost to Jacksonville, and then they get shut out by Jacksonville. What's going on here? All right, so usually when a line is too low, it's there for a reason. It's a trap. And this is a team, Indianapolis. Remember 2019, the year that Kansas City won the Super Bowl? They went in with Jacoby Brissett quarterbacking, and they put up 180 rushing yards, ran it 45, only passed it 29, and won the game. So I think you're going to see them line up in some run-heavy sets here. They have one of the best running games. And who did Kansas City face the first two weeks? The Cardinals and the Chargers that threw 63 and 67% of the time. It's all about matchups here. Wrong team favorite, upset of the weekend. Indianapolis knocks off Kansas City. 30 to 27. Wow. <laughs> Raider Nation unite. Oh, my God. If that happens, Indy outright over Kansas City. Wow. Remember that, too. A marquee game is Tampa Bay, Green Bay. I thought Tampa Bay, with some of their injuries, took care of business against New Orleans. Everybody acted like it's New Orleans' birthright to beat Tampa Bay every time they play. That wasn't the case there. And Green Bay still trying to get their passing game going, Lee, but I really like their running game to set up the pass for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, and and they got uh, one of their starting linemen back last week, and they might get their best starting linemen back this week. So that line could be intact. Um, they were moving people off the ball in the game on Sunday against Chicago, and now uh, they've got two, maybe two of the top five, top seven running backs in the NFL. Maybe the best one-two punch here. Tampa Bay, hey, they were patient. Give them credit. But they faced Jameis Winston after three quarters. He just couldn't help himself had to try to force it into some tight coverages here. So now they got to face Tampa Bay does Aaron Rodgers, getting some nice cohesion with his receivers here. And Tampa Bay, I mean, Mike Evans is out. Chris Godwin and Julio Jones may not be able to play. They're pulling guys in off the street here. Mm-hmm. I think Green Bay gets it done, 27-20. Yeah, I noticed before you came on, I looked at it, 60% of the tickets on Tampa Bay, uh, 66% of the money, but you saw that line open up at three, and now it's moving. Do you think it stabilizes there, or could we expect another line movement there, especially the total that went from 48, I believe, to 41.5 to 42, depending on where you're shopping? Yeah, they, I think people realize uh, both teams, uh, they're going to slug it out here, and maybe the team that you know commits the less, least amount of penalties and, and least turnovers is going to win this game, and uh, yeah, I could see Green Bay... And this game could end up as a pick by the time we kick off. Hey, Lee, before we get to your game of the week, I've been dying to ask you all week two things. First, the Amazon Prime feed and delay and how that affects gamblers going forward. And I didn't like the back-to-back staggered Monday night games because the Buffalo game against Tennessee, there were a lot of early injuries. It took a long time to get through that first quarter. Then Philly-Minnesota starting. As a professional handicapper and one of the sharpest guys I know, how have you struggled on Thursday night with the time and stream delay? And what about those two Monday night games? I still don't get what they were doing on Thursday night with two games the second week of the season. I thought that happens opening weekend when you got two games. 
I'd rather have two games where I can have my undivided attention right. on game. And then, you know, I'm, I'm getting texts from my friends all over the Amazon game. I mean, Jeff Bezos, who grew up two houses away from where I live, he's sitting there acting like everything is going great. Um, I was watching the game. looked like there was snow. It looked like I was back in the 1990s watching this game. Uh, the feed was absolutely horrific. So um, I can only imagine. They were expecting 12 million people to watch. They only had 6 million. Uh, unless they clear it up, <laughs> you think uh, you heard some complaints about that game, it's going to go crazy. All right, your game of the week, you've been right on with Buffalo to start the year. Buffalo minus five and a half against Miami, and Miami looks good in that yeah. shootout at Baltimore. How do, they, how do we get this game? Well, I'll be there in person, so I'm ready to, to take in, find out. Has Miami closed the gap on Buffalo, who looks like the best team by far right now in the NFL? You get the game for free, 800-400-9741. We've won five out of six weeks since the start of the preseason. We had eight and three week last week, six and three the week before. All the specials are up and available. Love to have you join us. One place, ParamountSports.com. He's got my trust because he's transparent. He's my friend, Lee Sterling. Talk to you next week, Lee. Thank you. Thanks, JT. All right, you got it. There goes Lee Sterling. Get him in every week. We get Jeff Sherman in from the Westgate. I get a couple of good handicappers coming in and sharp gamblers. As uh, Saturday, I'll be in Nashville, maybe hanging with the Raider Nation, watching some college football as Lee. Man, Lee just gave, he said basically he likes Arkansas straight up over Texas A&M and Indy to beat Kansas City. The Raiders beat the Titans the way Denver's playing. You know the Chargers are going to lose some games, and eventually Kansas City, I don't agree with them on that. I just think Kansas City's too good, and I think Indy's got problems. You know, a lot of people are complaining about the Raiders' start. you listening to Indy Sports Radio. Because they got shut out 24 to nothing. I mean, they're upset. There's some fan bases that are upset, and the Raider fans deserve to have some angst as they're looking for a win. All right, we got a good last hour lined up. We're going to have Vin Sapienza at 120. He's at the Golden Knights facility, but he was at the Raiders earlier this week. We'll talk to him. And then we have the coach, Josh McDaniels, right here, queued up for the top of the hour. Uh, Coach basically spends most of the interview looking ahead to Tennessee. Uh, They didn't burn the tape. You'll be surprised. They looked at it. The reaction of what the players said after they looked at the tape and how they've reacted to practice so far this week. And we'll get everybody excited, man, because when we come back, Uh, It's going to be a fun week with Denver coming to town. Denver coming to town. I know a lot of Denver fans that want your tickets. Hold them close. Don't want to see that orange and blue at Allegiant Stadium. Thanks to Lee Sterling again. And thanks to all of our proud partners, especially the 872 laborers led by Tommy White. They built the stadium, and they're building more. Bring it. Bring it to Vegas, and the 872 will build it.